Well, good evening, everyone. See, I didn't say hey there. Now I said it. But uh, hi, guys. I hope everyone is well. Clay is fresh back from a uh, a Florida trip where he's just jumping out of planes like he does. So welcome back. Yeah, it was a great trip. Um, you know, one of my veteran organizations I belong to, Phantom Airborne Brigade, bunch of good folks. You can check them on the on the internet funding, you know, it's a 5013C nonprofit. So if you want to throw some money their way, that would be much appreciated, but great time with a bunch of old paratroopers. And yes, I made it alive and unscathed. Phew. Thank goodness. You got, we got to get you back here for this show. <laughs> that's, that's the priority. Never mind everything else in your life. You know, never mind that stuff. It's all about the show, Clay. <laughs> I'm here for you, Elsa. That's, that's how this works. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you have your priorities right. <laughs> All right, guys, right after this, we're going to get on with the show. Hey, everybody, we are back. We've got lots of stuff to talk about, and I don't know if you noticed or not. Changed up the music a little bit. It's time for a little change. Felt like a little little update was due. So that's what we did. Feel free to tell us what you think. If you liked it, you hated it, or you don't care. Go ahead. Tell me you don't care. I'm fine with that. I like when people, I actually love when people do that. I love when people come into my, my uh, video comments and um, you know, and I'm assuming they watch through the whole thing and they wait for the very end. And then they jump in the comments to say, who cares? Well, I, clearly I, you I, do. If you're commenting, <laughs> Yeah, those probably happen in the first seven seconds. I swear, they, I think they yeah, do. I'm not, I think they I, do. They're not waiting the the seven <laughs> to ten to twelve minutes to tell you that they don't care. They I'd love say, to tell uh, me. I appreciate yeah. their energy. <laughs> appreciate that passion or lack thereof. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about Biden. This is so. Uh, this is so crazy. This is so shocking to me, and it shouldn't be. Why Why would I be shocked about this? But everybody has to be scratching their heads right now going, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. And I know I know that enough people are uh, because there, you know, there's memes and things going around all over the place. And I and I saw one that summed it up really well. And you've probably seen this one. I'm going to throw it up. It's probably going to come up like right between us. But um, is this the one? Yeah, I like this one. Hang on. I'm moving the banner out of the way. It says, if Biden is too feeble to be prosecuted, he's too feeble to be president. Now, this seems kind of like a no-brainer, doesn't it? It feels like a no-brainer. And yet, there's not going to be any charges. There's no uh, apparent plan that we know of to take them, take them out of commission here. And um, I, I want to talk about why. Why, why, let's, let's throw some opinions out there on why we think that's the case. Why are they not putting this guy out to pasture? So I I think, you know, Congress, there was talk immediately after the special counsel came out, because that's where this came from. Mm -hmm. Special counsel, this is a legal opinion. This is not, you know, and and I think that's the, the difference is it's not a medical opinion. Okay. Uh, so there is a you know a split between the two, but the legal opinion matters. Mm-hmm. It does, right? If he's sure. too feeble minded to be prosecuted, he's too old, his memory's bad. I think the words were he is an elderly, well-intentioned man with a very poor memory. Yes. Uh, so I think those are the exact words that that were used. Yeah, you got it. But that that 
keeps him from being prosecuted. Like Department of Justice special counsel says we're not going to pursue this because he is incapable of being tried due to his mental capacity or lack thereof. So I think that what's what is the hang up is, is this is not a medical opinion. And yeah. that, uh, unfortunately, the White House medical staff, the doctors and everybody else continually say that the president is in perfect shape. He's fine. Right. Only capable of doing his job. And you hear, you know, the White House, um, you know, uh, press, whatever her name is, I can never remember. Oh, yeah. Corrine Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Jean-Claude mm-hmm. Van Damme, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm always tempted to say that, too. Yeah. She, you know, she defends him all the time and he defends yes. himself. He got up there. The White House press corps went after him a little bit and he turned mm-hmm. into the angry old man. Get off of my lawn. Yeah. You know? Get and off he, my lawn. Know, yeah. I, my memory is perfect. You know, um, yeah. and he gave all of that. Mm-hmm. But, but again, I, I think the biggest thing is, is that it's the, the difference between the legal opinion and the medical opinion. Now, I, I would, I would say that any American with any sense at all, mm-hmm. if you can't objectively look at this and say that this is genuinely, truly messed up, mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't be voting in the first place. You right. probably don't have the capacity to vote. Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't say things like that often, but this is so blatant mm-hmm. to all of us. Yes. Um, to, that if a legal, you know, a legal opinion is, is that you can't be held accountable Mm-hmm. you know, tried, then you shouldn't be president, period. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's amazing to me because there are people, you said it, like there, mm-hmm. there's people that are like, so? <laughs> so yeah. yeah so flat, okay. flat out. So better than Trump, better than Trump. Yeah, right. I'd rather take this feeble old man than, uh, you know, who's, who's clearly in a, a drastic, dramatic um, decline. That is getting more rapid by the day, by the day. And they're saying still better. Now, that's that's just to me. I, I, you know, take your voter card away from you. (laughs) Take your intelligence card, whatever it is. You you get none. You have none. Um, You have no business being a part of any part of this process. And, uh, you know, obviously um, that's not going to happen. These these idiots are still going to place their votes and um you know for anything not trump basically and and that's that's their that's their sole criteria they don't care about anything they certainly don't care about this country um they just care that it's not trump so i i really uh i have a very strong contempt for those people And, and for the people right now in the white house for jill biden for uh anyone surrounding this man this is elder abuse at this point i elsa i i've said this mm-hmm. for really since the since the campaign yeah that she she is and i've tried to i I've, a bit in my tongue. I've tried to say it as nicely as possible, but I've used the words elder abuse, neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I would tell you, <clears throat> watching this as it continues to progress, mm-hmm. that Dr. Jill Biden is number one, the worst first lady we've ever had. Yes. But without question. Mm-hmm. Worst first lady we've ever had. And second, she is a horrible human being. Not even yes. a horrible wife. She is a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. 
I, yeah. and, and, you know, people can say I'm attacking her. You're right. I am because mm-hmm. what she is standing by and allowing to happen right. is reprehensible, should be prosecuted in a court of law. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and if anybody needs to be held accountable for this, it's her. Why? Right. Because he is outside of his mental faculties. She is responsible for him as his spouse, as his next of kin to, you know, make those types of decisions. This is, this is on her um, as much as it more so than it is anybody else. And she is just a horrible, horrible human being for allowing this to go on. I'm not biting my tongue anymore. That woman should be in jail, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of this, all of this, if he even survives the next few months, the campaign, which I still offer will probably has the potential to kill him um she Mm -hmm. she should be in jail for this she really really should it's ridiculous based on the last handful of videos and i would say about three videos uh the most recent three videos that i've seen uh you there's in my mind there is no way he's gonna be around for much longer the the level of decline like i said before is so drastic it's so sharp it's like off a cliff this is Morgan Sherwin and uh, Sam Sarudi. Uh, uh, there are our team members here. Uh, they help us. They uh, they help us, uh, you know, service and sales. They bring him in to wherever, and he starts to shuffle forward. And the guy actually puts his hand on him like this, pushing him back, like as a child, like when you hold back a kid from, you know, running ahead and going too fast. And then the woman that he's introduced to, um, the way she even speaks to him, she literally was speaking to a child. You know, it's, it's your automatic, your default when you start talking to a child and, and you can hear, you don't see her, but she's in the background. You hear her say, hi, you know, like, hi, little old man. <laughs> hi, little child. It was like Miss Rachel. If any of the parents out there knew who I'm talking about, you might be down because we're, we're, I only know because the grandkids, but she's a kid's uh, show host, whatever. But she's got that very, very high and pleasing voice to children, not to adults. But that, that was the whole gist of it. And it was in his face. It was completely blank. Yep. It, w- it was so, and, and I really, and I genuinely despise the man. I think he is a horrible, right along with Jill, I think they are horrible, horrible people. And yet I actually felt bad in that moment. Not for Joe Biden, but for that old man who had no idea where he was and he was just being carted around and just herded about. And it, it is it, it is horrendous. And uh, I'm glad you didn't pull any punches on, on Jill Biden because she deserves none. She deserves uh, no no credit, no nothing. She is she is as horrible as she said she is. And uh, it was in and it is within her power, I would imagine, to to just stop this and say, no, we're, this we can't do this anymore. It's got to be done. And, and, and uh, you know, that, and I'm sure that, there's a lot of reasons. I'm sure yeah. there's significant reasons well. why they're not. And by the way. Uh, I just saw today that uh, our uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme there, <laughs> Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, just said that, I think it was her that said it, um, but they put out the statement that uh, Biden will not be taking a cognitive test. He's the first president to decline, to refuse, not, it's not even decline, refuse to take a cognitive test. So, I mean, if nothing else told you, 
what's going on here. That's the final straw right there. That's the final nail in the coffin. That's probably pretty morbid given who and what we're talking about overall. Um, but yeah, so, so crazy to me. And uh, it's all wrong. Now, I can only speculate here. It is something that has bounced around in my head. And I don't think I'm far-fetched here because I think a lot of people have thought this too. Um, besides what you said, which is very logical and practical, that you know that was a um, legal assessment, not a medical assessment. Um, the next thing you would have to say is um, everybody's you know, looking to his, his left or maybe his right, whatever you want to call it, and looking at who's next in line, who's jumping on board and filling that seat. You know, who's the, who's, who's the seat warmer until this next uh, election goes on? And obviously, we all know the answer to that is Cammy. Uh, it's Kaplan Cammy. And nobody, and I mean nobody wants that. Maybe a couple nut jobs who just want her because of her skin color and, um, you know, biology. But generally, people in the Rome camps are like, no freaking way. We have got a weekend at Bernie's this guy until the end and, you know, and ride this out because then, you know, obviously what's next? Well, she jumps in. The next line of action is do they have to nominate her, you know, for for uh, the president, you know, for president? What do they do? What do they do? So I think they've got quite the conundrum unless they have it all planned out. I have no idea. What do you so think? You're, you're, you're right about the vice president. So she, the, the biggest reason why he has not been pulled, he's not going to be pulled prior to the election unless they're pulled. You know, the decision is to not run again, right? That's mm -hmm. the only, that's right. the only way out of this because if they pull him for cognitive reasons, whatever, and they put her in, right. If the 25th amendment is enacted in some form or fashion, or if he mm -hmm. steps down for medical reasons and she becomes the president, then yes, the Democrat, the DNC is is put in a bad spot because yeah. they either have to endorse her as the next candidate or they don't. In which case, everybody says she's incapable. If you're not going to run her again as the Democratic National Committee, you, then you are saying she's incompetent, incapable, which they're right. not going to do. So that that's the reason why you're not seeing the turnover and it's all mm -hmm. political. I mean, they're torturing yeah. this poor old man. Um, but you know, I'll go back to the, the denial of the cognitive test, your mm -hmm. husband, right? Law enforcement mm -hmm. officer. What yeah. happens in every state in the union when you refuse a field sobriety test, mm -hmm. what you're immediately guilty. You get right. put, cuffs put on you, you get thrown in the back of the car, you get taken to the station, right? Yep. That you refuse a breathalyzer, refuse field sobriety test, you're done, and you're going to the holding cell, and you're getting charged. Mm -hmm. And and well, and when you're Joe Biden, you get you get ice cream. Yeah, and fine. <laughs> listen, if they want to put him in a home somewhere and feed him ice cream every day, good. Go He's 80, 80 years old. Fine, he'll be in a right. crowd with a bunch of guys just like him. But mm -hmm. but this is it, it is criminal. I, I mean, yeah. it really, really is criminal. And I and I swear that the. The 25th Amendment process, one, I don't think it'll happen fast enough to really affect anything. But right. two, the hang up is no medical. That That's it. This is based mm -hmm. on a legal opinion, not on a medical opinion. And as soon as that happens, then, you know, it, it, it's it, it, I think the whole 25th Amendment goes down the drain because they sure. don't have any any medical opinion that says so.
Um, yep. and, and he's refusing to take the test. So they're not going to get a medical opinion. Right. It's just right. force the issue. So, and you know, and you know, Kamala's got to be sitting there in the background going, you better put me in, put me in coach. You better I, put I me in. And they're like, no, I, you know, yeah, I, Part of me agrees with you. I can't, I can never decide what that woman is really thinking. If she, does she comprehend? A lot of nothing. (laughs) Yeah. She's thinking a lot of nothing. Whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. You know, maybe she thought she would just ride this out until the end and, you know, go off and do whatever it is she wants to do next. Um, You know, two schools of thought, of course, she's either dying to get in there and uh, make her mark, which is no mark whatsoever. Um, or she knows what the real deal is, is that she too will be just a puppet, just a figurehead. She has no power, no real say, no nothing. There's puppet masters pulling all of those strings, which has yeah. been the case all along. And, um, and you know, let's let's face it. We all know whether you want to believe it or agree with it or not. We all know that the, the Biden crime family is about as corrupt as you can get. So I am sure there was so much going on in the background that they maybe can't even do anything. Maybe when he still had his mental faculties about him, maybe he, you know, gave them a little bit of, listen, you throw me under the bus, you toss me. Uh, I, here's what's going to happen. You know, all these things are going to, you know, and you're going to get called out and you're going to get called out. And a lot of things are going to, who knows, who knows? They're just, um, they're just a bunch of dirty, disgusting people. <laughs> they just are. And, well, uh, and here's what we do know, right. And this is, you know, the segue to the next topic is that he mm-hmm. is not being prosecuted for the classified documents. Right. But president Trump still is. Yeah. How right? about that? And, how about how, that? Again, how, you know, how is that anybody with conscience mm-hmm. at all, anybody right. with common sense, anybody with a conscience has to look at that and go, it can't be this way. It can't right. be the guy sitting in office is mentally incapable of standing trial, but yet he's going to stay in office and mm-hmm. he's not going to get prosecuted because he's mentally you know, incapable. But yet the guy who's challenging to replace him who is mentally capable is going to get prosecuted Mm -hmm. so that he can't replace him in office. Like it's the most backwards thing you ever wanted to see. I I don't even know if I explained that correctly. That's how backwards all of this is, but that's, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, that we've got, we continue to have, and we talked about this last week or two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like more and more of these um, court cases against president Trump are, are, are crapping out. They're all fading away. Um, but but this one, one seems one. to be holding true for some unknown reason. But I, I would imagine as it progresses, it's going to get thrown out or it's going to get taken out on appeal because of the, the precedent set um, with with President Biden. It's, yeah, it's this it. was, you know, yeah, for for Trump, this was probably one of the best things that could have happened, certainly, yeah. because now, you know, you now you have this blatant comparison. And it's not sort of kind of like it is exactly exactly it is exactly like, you know, um, and and worse on Biden's part. He's got stuff. He had stuff in his Corvette and in his offices from back when he was vice president, stuff that he shouldn't have even had in the first place. I mean, 
boxes and boxes and boxes of things, apparently, or files and files, if not boxes, files upon files uh, in such disregard for who could find them, who could read them. You know, uh, mentioned it before the in his Corvette or in his garage with his Corvette, you know, whereas I think Trump's whatever Trump had uh, were in like a in his home, in his office somewhere secured, basically, you know, so. Uh, absolute insanity. And I think, you know, if there is any justice in the world, then this will uh, reflect or affect Trump's case favorably. And um, what else has he got? I mean, besides all the other cases he's got going on, uh, also the latest now, there's a possibility of Fannie Willis getting disqualified uh, in Georgia because of of her undisclosed relationship. Uh, You know, I mean, are these people for real? I and mean, they are so corrupt. The corruption part of it is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. and so and I am not one at all to give Ilian Omar a pass. Okay. Right. She's been accused of a number of things, mm-hmm. including marrying her brother, right? Yeah. Which is just a whole <laughs> kind of weird. But but I will tell you that as a as a culture thing, right? Mm-hmm. Having spent a lot of time in the Middle East, a little bit, a very little bit of time in Africa, but a lot of time studying Africa and even in even other parts of the world that, you know, greasing palms. She's mm-hmm. actually I'm a kid from Chicago. This happens there, too. But greasing palms and and doing things like being on the take and getting paid to do things that are part of your job anyway and things that morally we would expect them to do like that is a culture thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is business as usual. Nobody bats an eye at it because it, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And and she comes from that kind of culture, right? Somalia yeah. is that kind of culture. So right. while we have a whole bunch of laws, campaign laws and other things that she's violated, um, mm-hmm. you know, she for her, you know, what? Like not a big deal. Now, that's not Fanny. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, she's from Georgia. Like this yeah. is a American, but like she and oh, by the way, she's a lawyer and oh, right. like the, the law and legality is her life. So for her, mm-hmm. this is a this is a character thing. This is yeah. a, a lack of humility, a lack of hubris. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is like you said, how can these people walk into these jobs, take on something this pronounced? Mm-hmm. And believe that no one is going to dig into what they're doing or who right. they are or every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Jesse Smollett all over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that guy should have known that everything that, well, I mean, he was probably out of his mind, but mm-hmm. you know, he, he should have known that. And Fanny right. should have known the same thing. She yes. should have known, especially when she put up such a snit about not being removed from the case that every mm-hmm. Trump supporter in the world was going to dig into every aspect of her life. Absolutely. And if she was doing anything wrong, she was going to get caught. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I think the only thing I can come up with is because these are not stupid people. These are not ignorant people. These are arrogant. educated people. So it's arrogance. It's, it's flat out arrogance that yep. they, you know, they sincerely believe that they're above the law. They're above reproach. They're, um, you know, it, it, which is in itself incomprehensible because you see these things happen over and over and over again in, in these exact types of things. Although, of course, the whole Trump thing is is such a unique experience for the, the whole world, I think. But yeah, I, it's the it's the arrogance for me that gets me every time. Like, wow, you really believe that you could just 
You could just do these things without any accountability. Well, here's your accountability. You know, now now you're in the spotlight. Now you're in the hot seat and rightly so, deservedly so based on, you know, everything that's coming to light. And, um, you know, good for I'm assuming that it had to be uh, tr Trump's team that, you know, is doing the digging and, and finding these things if they're doing their job. Right. You know, obviously. But um, holy cow, man, is bananas. Well, and then you've got the, you know, the Colorado ballot issue, mm -hmm. which I right. think I don't know if a formal decision's been offered, but that's going to the Supreme Court. And, and mm -hmm. the Supreme Court is essentially I think the initial read is that all nine justices are like. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, yeah. And 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 we shouldn't do that. Um, even Bill Maher, right, who mm -hmm. you know, been a, a, a really until the last probably two years has been a liberal lunatic for a long time. And is, lunatic, and is really yes. kind of coming around and, and applying a lot of common sense to things that that he used to be vehemently against, um, yeah. which has been interesting to watch, by the way. Fascinating um, to watch. Yeah. But but even he said he's like, if this happens, like mm -hmm. Colorado, as an example, because, you know, there's other states, Maine and some other ones that are right. trying to keep him off the ballot. But in Colorado, he was talking specifically, he said, if this happens, if this passes and it is allowed that he is removed from the ballot, mm -hmm. this will become the norm. This will become the new the new norm for every election that rolls around is yeah. that there will be lawsuits to have people removed from the ballot as a as a political tactic um mm -hmm. it you know whether it's necessary valid required whatever um but that's going to be the tactic if yeah. this is allowed it's going to happen every four years guaranteed right. and probably will trickle its way down because that's how politics works It'll oh, yes. trickle its way down to state you know from federal elections to state elections to local mm -hmm. elections and you will start to see you know all of these things happening where well we don't like him or we think he's going to beat us anyway or you know, she's, she's got more power than we can, you know, account for, or she's going to throw right. a wrench to the election, whatever it is. Okay. Well, let's, let's have her removed from the ballot. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, file, file suit and have her pulled or him pulled and, and we'll, we'll, you know, alter the election that way. Cause that's what it is. You're, you're, Absolutely. You're, you're rigging the election. Yeah. You're yeah, rigging there's it a... for people vote. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, people, you're right. And people, um, they forget or disregard that, you know, the, this has such widespread, long lasting implications. And, you know, you, you think this is the end of it. You think if this happens, you think it's never going to happen again. You don't think this is the the door being kicked open for this type of thing to happen. You're out of your idiot mind if you don't see what's coming down the pike here and what this means, what the implications of this are. And, you know, and already so many things have happened that ha are setting a precedent for all future, um, you know, presidencies and, and actions. So they, they better rein it in, man. I hope the Supreme Court does the right thing. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't care who the nominee, I don't care if it's Trump. I don't care who it is. I, I, want what is right to be done. And this is clearly not right. And anyone who hates Trump, and we all know they're they're very vocal with how much they hate him, shame on you if you don't support what's right. And and to see what's going on right now and to say this is okay because you don't like him, um, boy, that's gonna bite you in the ass. Bite you real hard. And you know, I'll sit back and laugh at you when it does because you brought yeah. it on yourself. And this is an all or nothing proposition. Because mm -hmm. 
you know, whether it's the weaponization of the DOJ that started back at the raid at Mar-a-Lago, whether right. it's removing him from the ballot through lawsuits, whether it's the seven lawsuits that are sitting with his name on it, prosecuting mm-hmm. him for everything possible, you know, whatever it is, this is an all or nothing proposition. And here's why. President Trump has a lot of character flaws. Mm-hmm. You you and I are not shy about saying nope. that. And, I, and he has, I, I would say he's come out and said it. Um, maybe not as clearly, but he probably will. That man, you, he is vengeful. Mm-hmm. He, and and this, you know, and I say it's all or nothing because if they don't, if this is un, an unsuccessful political tactic by the Democratic Party to remove him from the election before mm-hmm. it ever happens, which is the goal, if they right. fail in doing that and he is elected, he is going to he's going to swing a hammer. And it's going to oh, get wow. ugly real fast. Now, no question about you it. and I owe, right? Mm-hmm. What all of us owe is to make sure that we hold him and the Republican Party yeah. as accountable in 18 months as we yes. are holding the Democrats and President Biden and everybody else accountable during mm-hmm. the election period. Right. So when he does win, which he probably is going to win, mm-hmm. um, and he starts acting like an idiot, right? Yeah. And he does become vengeful and he does start doing things that aren't the lo- for the long-term good of the country like you were talking about, right. we need to make sure that we hold him and those around him accountable for their actions because it's also not right when it's red. It doesn't yes. matter what color it is. No, it doesn't matter it if it's really red or doesn't. blue. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And we, we can't stand by and say, you know, well, you brought it on yourself. No, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. I think we read mm-hmm. that somewhere. We were probably taught that. I don't know. Yep. Out of, yeah. So, you know, it, this is we we owe that right, and it's yes. people like me and you that have a voice and a platform. It is trust me that the the mainstream media is going to say it. That's for damn mm-hmm. sure. Um, oh yeah. But but everybody who is a, a, a you know conservative supporter, you know even Trump supporters need to make sure that he doesn't get out of hand because it's still not right, no matter what. Right. Yeah, I think I think you know the thing sometimes rabid. Trump supporters um, forget, you know, and, and and both sides have their their rabid fanaticals. It's, so this is kind of a blanket statement to all of them. Um, we need to stop focusing less on our obsession with supporting an individual, and remember, our number one priority, our number one concern is this country, what's best for this country. Not, you know, I hate that guy. So I'm all about this. This is my guy. And, you know, I'm all about him. Uh, That's great to, to, you know, have a a love and affection for your um, proposed leader, I guess. Uh, That's lovely. However, don't do it at the expense of your country and at the expense of what's, of what's right and, and what's moral and what's legal and what's good. And that should be the, the, everyone's primary focus. What is best for this country as a whole? And we tend to, you know, if if you're an intellectual voter and not an emotional voter, you tend to vote on the uh, things that matter to you personally, your family. For example, we became Trump supporters because we're a law enforcement family. And Trump has been consistently hardcore, uh, passionately supportive of law enforcement and military. And uh, that was appealing to us. So that was thing number one for us. You know, we, we were able to say, listen, I don't really care for the delivery. Uh, I wish he'd stop tweeting the things that he tweeted, you know, things like that. I'm not voting on a personality. I don't care if you're a jerk. I don't care if you're a sweetheart. I care about what you're doing. 
you know, and what, what you're doing for my family, what you're doing for this country. And those are the things that people should be focused on. And I think if people actually took the time to look at the list of uh, accomplishments of, of Donald Trump and during his presence, the things that he actually did and uh, who he actually helped, it's the exact opposite of what the left wants you to believe. And that to me is very frustrating and just flat out annoying because information is accessible. Granted, when you go through, you know, some of these mainstream media channels or platforms to get information, you're going to get a lot of the left first before you sift down into at least the middle ground, if not necessarily the right, the middle. You got to work. You got to work for it. You got to look for it. But uh, I, I just wish people would do that. And I know, you know, there's a I'm not going to say the whole saying because it's pretty coarse, but it's if, if you wish in one hand and do something else in the other. <laughs> I get that whole thing, you know, yeah. but a girl, girl can dream. Girl can dream for at least one minute here. <laughs> but, but, you know, and, and to your point about the media and it, again, transitioning topics, you know, yeah. it's hard when the messaging isn't even true. Right. From our right. elected officials. Right. And yeah. the, the current messaging is our border situation is Trump's fault. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right? Everything's it, Trump's fault. Right? Yeah. It, Especially Trump's that, fault. you know, it's and, his fault. And, the guy who was trying to solve that problem, it's his right? fault that it's not solved because and, he's not president. And now it's, and now it's Republicans fault because they voted against the border bill, because as we said last week, it was a crap bill. Right. So, right. so the messaging isn't even good from our elected officials and then it's piled on by the mainstream media. So mm -hmm. you, you really got to dig to get the true story. And, yeah. you know, for those of you out there, what we're talking about is, you know, Another example of a failure of, you know, the sanctuary city, um, you know, concept. We, we've talked Chicago a number of times. Obviously, that's, you know, for me, that's an important, an important place. You know, it's where my family's. That's where I grew up. So I pay attention to it. But New York, we, we talked about, you know, we have talked about in the past that the four migrants that, you know, beat up the two, jumped the yes. two cops, beat them up, then got released on no bail you know, no cash bail, flipping the bird to everybody, you know, everybody. blah, 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 blah. Right. And then yeah. I think promptly got rearrested states over after they got off of a Greyhound bus. Um, yeah. But what New York City has realized, they have about 20, uh, tw 20 shelters specifically mm -hmm. for the migrants that have been sent up by Governor Abbott from Texas. Yeah. You know, he's yep. He's the share the wealth guy. You know, hey, you want right. to be a sanctuary city, New York? Yeah, you keep you saying, go. bring it, send them over, send them yeah. over. We can so take we more did. and more until we and, say stop. And, right. And now you got Mayor Adams, who's, who's mm -hmm. you know, kind of in a pickle. Um, and yes. he, he's trying to figure out what to do with this. Because what is proving to be true is that these migrants, in a lot of cases, are doing exactly what everybody is afraid of. Um, mm -hmm. That is, they're wandering the streets. They're committing crimes, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and, and he's got, he's got two solutions to that one. He's trying to give them prepaid credit cards, right? Which again, it's not free. These are paid for by taxpayers and it's yes, important note, right? Yes. Um, and, it, and it's not chump change. It's like a couple of thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's a decent amount of money. Right. Um, and then the other thing he's doing is he, he's established a curfew mm -hmm. for the shelters, 11 to six. 2300 yeah. to 0600, 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. If you're in a shelter, you better be in that shelter. Yes. Like that's, well, that's it. You know, thank goodness from uh, 601 a.m. until 1059 p.m. They can they can wreak havoc. But, you know, get get to bed now, kids. Go on now. 
get back in that shelter. Go night night. Be good boys and girls. Don't cause any trouble. And they're like, and of course, I'm sure I with, without a doubt in my mind, they're like, oh, look at the time. Oh, we, oh stop robbing him. We got to get back to the shelter quick. <laughs> stop well, it, murdering him. Let's go, guys. The ones who are going to break the law are going to break the law. They don't care yeah. now. Right. And unfortunately, like everything else, the people that it's restricting are the people who are doing the right things anyway. There's yeah. probably a number of people in those shelters who would happily go out and get a job working right. in a convenience store, working at a trash dump or wherever mm-hmm. they would happily yeah. go get a job that, you know, works them overnight. They wouldn't care. They would take right. the money to make a better life for their family. Those are the people that are getting screwed over by mm-hmm. the nefarious ones than, you know, the ne'er-do-wells um, who truthfully don't give a shit about the curfew anyway. They're not going to yeah. abide by that. It's the same as gun laws. Like criminals don't care about gun laws. Yeah. This is the same thing. So it's a failed effort. I, I understand what, you know, Mayor Adams is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Adams or Mick Adams? I think it's Adams, Adams. Right? Adams. Yeah. yeah, Eric Adams, I, yeah. I, I, I understand what he's trying to do. I, mm-hmm. I do, but I, it, you know, it's a swing and a miss because it, it's right. not stopping anything. None of it is. He's trying to put a bandaid on a, on a, on the Hoover dam. He's trying yeah. to, you know, he's trying to just uh, plug up a, a problem that, um, you know, needs a tourniquet. <laughs> you just, this is not, yeah. you know, this is just absurd. It's absurd to even think for one second that that could be, uh, uh, implemented. I almost said implicated. Implemented. Uh, you know, and and you're asking. You know, essentially what you're doing now. You're asking. You're already overworked uh, over everything. Law enforcement people to enforce this to to make them do this when you didn't have their back. You just let that. You know, you just let. Uh, what was it? How many guys was it? It was like three, five. I don't know. How how are many of those guys that jumped Four, the? Three, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, you know. You are not on good terms right now with the people that you should be on the best freaking terms with. And I'm not saying for one second that are that the NYPD or any other uh, police officer who's who's worth their salt uh, would shirk their responsibilities or not do their job. But you, you got a big ask what you're what you're doing here for people who know already you don't have their back. You're not going to protect them or do anything for them. Good luck with that. And he used to be the police commissioner. How about that? How right. about I, I mean, that? It, that has got to be the biggest slap in the face. It sure is. I, I, it's ridiculous. But it, but yeah. he's he is. It, it seems that he is coming around and realizing that all of this, you know, all of this stuff that was on his platform that he, you know, professed that got him elected was is not going to work. Right. Conditions changed out of his control. Governor Abbott mm-hmm. threw a monkey wrench and everything and said, "Hey, man." You know, you like that yep. sanctuary city thing, right? Okay, you do there that. You go. Um, so, yeah, it, and and look, this this is the same as what's going on everywhere. Chicago's right. the same way. All these oh, cities, yeah. they're all having the same kinds of problems. There mm-hmm. is no real solution. Um, and and again, this is why Governor Abbott did it. He said, "Listen, this yeah. this problem's not going to sit in Texas. Like, mm-hmm. you, I'm sharing the wealth." This is a, if the federal government's not going to do their job, then it's going to become a nationwide issue. And that's what he's been doing. And good for him. 
So absolutely. Yeah. I applaud yeah. that man from here until eternity for, for what yeah. he's doing. Um, because you're, he's putting it on their doorstep. You know, you want, you're going to talk the talk. Guess what? Now you get to walk the walk too. Right. enjoy, yep. have fun with that. And, um, you know, uh, once again, it is just mind boggling to me and probably every sane, rational American and human being around the world who is sitting there saying, looking at all this transpiring going, well, no, duh, this is what is going to happen. What kind of idiot do you have to be to not realize this is what's going to happen? You know, you're, you're over um, everything. You're, you're inundated, you're saturated to the max with people that you're unprepared to take care of, to house, to feed, um, and with no documentation to know what their background is and who they are, you know, you're not bringing in, this isn't uh, you're, you're poor, you're tired, you're, you're weak, you're hum- you know, this is not that these are the, the worst of the worst flooding through our borders into our cities, our States everywhere. And, and these people have the audacity to go, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't know. We didn't know this was going to be like this. We need some help. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And, and, you know, changing topics one more time, but it's, this is a, it's a trend because what we've got is, yeah. you know, decision makers either making wrong decisions or being in the incapable of making decisions. And in this case, you know, we're talking about the secretary of defense having to take right. another stint out of, out of pocket mm-hmm. um, where he's not available to, to do his job due to medical reasons. Right. Um, and so now we, we had, you know, multiple, we had a medical procedure that he didn't tell anybody about. Mm-hmm. We had a, 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 an emergency medical treatment that he didn't tell anybody about. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then now we've got a, a follow-up, although supposedly not associated. Um, that's so what they're cancer. saying. Mm-hmm. He has cancer for everybody that's not tracking. He has prostate cancer. Right. Um, and he has, a. He's been in the hospital for the last two days, I think, or so, maybe mm-hmm. longer with a bladder issue. Um, and this is not a surgery. Um, it's a local anesthetic uh, treatment of sorts, right? Right, right. Regardless, mm-hmm. regardless, this is in, in two months, less yeah. than two months. Mm-hmm. This is his third trip to the hospital. Right. And, and each I, time, I, Clay, I'm sorry, yeah. let, let no, me no, just no, check go, with you. So each time that this happens, there has to be all of these like procedural things put in place, right? Like, because he is inaccessible. He's out of commission for X amount of time. So somebody else has to be put in charge. Like, I mean, I would imagine there's a lot of things that have to happen in very short order so that things run smoothly or or not. So if you remember when when he went in for the emergency procedure that yeah. nobody knew about obviously you know right. it was an emergency um we we had the discussion where it was there's you know the president has to have pr- processes and procedures in place that he needs to be notified when mm-hmm. one of his cabinet members is going to be out of pocket right and kind and, of important. and and so that it lasted for about three hours in the news cycle but i did catch it that the president did Actually, I think it was a White House chief of staff did put some some things in place that should have been in place anyway for okay. exactly that reason, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. that's why I think this couldn't be kept a secret because mm. now 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 there was no joking around a notification process that had to happen. But yes, there are 
multiple, you know, deputy secretaries of defense that will step in for, for, you know, secretary Austin, uh, as it stands right now, depending on the situation, he's actually was supposed to be on a plane today to go to Europe. Brussels, um, right? Yeah. He was supposed to go to a couple of conferences, including mm-hmm. a, a NATO leadership conference. Um, and I think the U S ambassador to NATO is going to take his place. But again, okay. this is the secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. You can't do secretary of defense work. Right. And, and, you know, I understand and you understand life happens. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you drive down the street, you know, you blow a stop sign, get rear ended, whatever happens, you break your ankle, you end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, we get it. But, but this is an ongoing medical condition that right. let's be honest, prostate cancer is for general Austin, secretary Austin's own health. Yeah. He, he needs to back away. Like he right. needs to take care of himself. This mm-hmm. is prostate cancer is a killer. Like no, joke, no around, joke, right? It is no joke. Yeah, so absolutely. He he for his own health. Like mm-hmm. that man served in the army for you know forty years, right? Um, and and I and I've told you that it, me included, everybody mm-hmm. that ever worked for him loved him, right? And we yeah. all want him to have, you know, he's earned a long and healthy retirement and spent right. time with, with his family and and all that other stuff. The last mm-hmm. thing that any of us wants, and I think the last thing that any decent human being wants, is for him to work himself literally to death. To death, um, right? Over over this, you know, mm-hmm. this is a case where somebody in a responsible position yet again yeah. needs to needs to grab Secretary Austin and go, right. hey, I love you. You've been doing a great job, yeah. but it's, it's time. you got to call right. it. Yeah, you know, I know there's yeah, only- ironic that we have this playing out in, in two scenarios at once here. People right. in these, you know, I mean, such high positions who are incapable of fulfilling their duties uh, to their full extent. And, you know, they uh, clearly are not capable of saying, I can't do it anymore. I got to step back. So exactly like you said, who's, you know, there needs to be established somebody who's has the authority and the ability or a team of people who have the ability to say, yeah, this is, you're going to have, you have no choice. You're stepping back. We're pulling in this guy or, or, or woman and, and, you know, doing what's best again, theme of the night, what's best for the country, you know? And I appreciate, uh, um, I appreciate his, his badassery and, yeah. you know, uh, in his case, I think it's probably is badassery. In Biden's case, it's something else. But in this guy's case, you know, I bet based on what you're saying, I bet he's like, I got this. I got this. I can yeah, do it all. Well, I, you I, know, I promise you, it is, you know, it is that. It, it is yeah. that. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to tough it through. I can do this. You know, right. it's really not a big deal. There's only, you know, now 11 months left in the administration. I can tough mm-hmm. it out to the end. Right. Yeah. Like, no, it, don't do it, bro. Don't yeah, do it. Because, because, <laughs> Again, it, yeah, it's only 11 months, but in the last yeah. 45 days, 60 mm-hmm. days, you've been yeah. out of pocket three times. Three times. And and maybe it won't happen again for the next 11 months, but if it could, mm-hmm. you know, it could happen again in the next three weeks, yeah. right? This is, yeah. you know, he need, he owes it to himself and his family, but he owes it mm-hmm. to the country and the entire Department of Defense yes. to take stock of, to take an honest assessment of where he is and, mm-hmm. and truthfully, I think, back away. Yeah. Um, but now you've got the, confirmation process to put a new secretary in place. It's been done before. Most people don't remember, but, you know, Liam Panetta, you know, left CIA and became Mm -hmm. the secretary of defense in the last year of president Obama's administration. 
Um, so it, it's it's been done. That it's right. not a it's not a you know a bridge that's never been crossed. But the timing sucks, and and yes. the political environment is definitely different because you yep. know and I know with the amount of you know stupid going on in Congress, mm-hmm. the Republicans will deny confirmation for as long as possible right. just to be disruptive. Of course. Of course. That's they, a given, right? They, yeah. They won't do the right thing either. They mm-hmm. won't make sure that, sec, that the Department of Defense is covered, that, that there's a right. new SecDef in there. They mm-hmm. will find whatever reason not to confirm a new nominee, and it'll become a political circus like everything else. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I understand yes. what Secretary Austin's doing. I just sure. wish for his own well-being that that he does take a step back and be for once in his life, in his adult life, be selfish. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. Uh, I hope I, that I for him. Would. Absolutely. Oh man. Oh man. All right, guys, we've been hitting you hard for what is it? One, two, three, one, two, three, four topics. We've hit you hard with all of them. Now let's go a little bit lighter. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's recap the Super Bowl that I didn't watch. I didn't I, watch I watched the overtime. Second. You did. You did. I, I watched. Yeah. I, I was traveling. I was coming home from jumping out of a plane. So on mm-hmm. Sunday, I, I, I missed most of the Super Bowl. I watched the last nine minutes, um, and I watched the overtime. Um, okay. And I got my fill, like everybody <laughs> else did, of Taylor yeah. Swift, which is oh, fine. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I heard, heard a, it was excessive during the game. I, did, I, I heard that as well. I heard that I, as well. Know, um, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we said we said it last week or two weeks ago. Right. I, I, don't, I don't care. Um, Roger yeah. Goodell doesn't care. You know, she's bringing money to the NFL. Good for them. I was going to say, if it's making them business, money, yeah. they don't care. No, yeah. they don't care. No. Um, you know, but good for Kansas City um, and really good for the 49ers, too. They put on a great game. Listen, if you can take a Super Bowl to overtime. Right. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I did hear that. I heard that the game itself was a great game. I heard or some early reports. Somebody, I saw a few people say that it was boring. First and then half. They quickly, yeah, the first, yeah. okay. And then they ended up retracting that pretty quick saying, okay, okay, now it's interesting. Now it's interesting. So it sounds like it was a a, a great game, a well-played game. Um, and, you know, and of course the, you, I think you remember, I'm sure the whole conspiracy theory that, that it's rigged. And there's still people saying that, that the yep. NFL rigs the games. So that blah, blah, blah. I actually saw a thing today, just today that, um, you know, somebody theorized, they're like, well, did you know that, uh, the NFL, NFL is designated as, uh, sports entertainment, just like WWE. So that means yep. they can rig, you know, I don't know, maybe it does mean that I don't actually care one way or another, because I don't watch anymore. They ruined it for me. Colin Kaepernick, all the way back with that knucklehead, uh, that ended football for us. And, um, you know, I certainly don't call for anybody. Didn't didn't back then call for everybody ban the Super Bowl or ban football because NFL because, you know, how I feel about it. No, we just quietly said, no, thank you. And uh, moved on with our lives and did different things on our Sundays. We went for hikes. It was very lovely. Uh, so, yes. Uh, as an as organizational leadership guy, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not I am. I, I stopped watching football too. I, I haven't watched a whole game in I can't even tell you how long. Yeah. Um, but as an organizational guy, the thing that surprised me was there was about I think it was about ten players that came out after the game was over with and said that they did not know or mm-hmm. understand the overtime rule changes for this postseason. So evidently, oh. the NFL changed the overtime rules. Oh boy, for this postseason. Right. And and they yeah. walked into the Super Bowl not knowing they walked all the way through the playoffs. Wow. All the way into the Super Bowl and didn't know or understand the changes to 
the overtime rules. Now, wow. again, as an organizational leadership guy and a guy who's coached a lot of sports over the years, mm-hmm. I, I can't understand that. Like, yeah. you have two weeks between the end of playoffs and the Super Bowl. Two weeks. Right. Like, if you are not dotting every I and crossing every T, then you you deserve to lose. And that's, yeah. you know, the 49ers lost, and it was about 10 of their players who said they didn't know or understand. I think there's probably some Chiefs players, too. But yeah. that is a that is a organizational failure. Sure. Yeah. Top down. Like that is a lack of planning. That's a, right. That's a, there's a whole bunch of gaps in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 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 if you don't know the basic <laughs> rules of the game all the way to the Super Bowl, you mm-hmm. have failed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had not heard that. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty crazy. Massive oversight. Yeah. So, Oof. so maybe, um, maybe, so, maybe it's not, maybe it's not conspiracy. Maybe there's maybe some it's truth not. to that. I, I don't maybe. know. I don't yeah. know. Listen, you know, everything comes out in the wash at some point. So we'll, uh, you know, someday we'll we'll know or not um, either way when they stop uh, politicizing things and and, uh, you know, being social justice warriors uh, when they get back to just playing the damn sport. Just get out on the field, play the sport, be done, do all your social activism on your own time, not on the field. That's my soapbox moment. Give us back football. And I say that because uh, they, you know, so I have my little bullet points here. Um, Black national anthem. They had to do it. Had to do it. Had to bring it out there. One country, one anthem, one song. Sorry, don't like it. Uh, I don't care if that's my opinion. That's how I feel about it, guys. Um, So that that put off a lot of people like, what the hell is this? Um, the woman's name is, uh, Andra, Andra Day, I think, a uh, beautiful woman, beautiful voice. She's got a gorgeous song called rise up. Absolutely. No, is nothing to do with her talent, her abilities, her vocals. There were people getting yelled at in the stands, um, on social media for not standing up for the black national. Oh, anthem. Yes. Yes. So there's that, you know, it's the, it's the, the tolerant, the tolerant intolerance, you know, crowd, right. um, right. kind of thing. You know, it, it's again, it's too political. I, I applaud mm-hmm. your soapbox. Uh, Thank you. you. Know, Thank just you. play damn football. I, I would just go play the damn game. Football. Just play right. damn football. Don't care. And by the way, and by the way, I extend that to all all aspects. Yeah. You know, if you're going to say no, which they did uh, a few years back to the Dallas players who wanted to put the the five uh, murdered police officers' names on their their shoes. They were denied. They said, nope, you can't do that. Then you're going to let, uh, you know, all this other, the BLM stuff, all of this Colin Kaepernick doing his bullshit, you know, you're going to say yes to all that, but you're going to say no to that. No, it doesn't work for me. Say no to all of it or yes to all of it. Make a decision, make it apply to everyone and everything. And, and we're good. We're good. Then we know where you stand on all things or better yet. I don't want to know where you stand. I just want to see you play the damn game. That's it. Let me wear my jersey. Let me make all of our football food for the day. Let my friends and family come popping. Oh, I'm done. I'm done with it. It's all good. Uh, the only other thing I will I will point out, uh, two quick things. We got two quick things. I want to point out that they made a, a, a big uh, fuss over. Is this the picture? No, do I have a video or a picture? Hang on, guys. Be. Oh, here it is. Hang on. I want to show you this. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's talking yeah. about the, the lady next to him. Yes. So uh, if if you missed it, I'm not going to play it again. You guys will see it. It's, it's rewind and watch it again. But uh, the chick that was with Taylor Swift, I think her name is Ice Baby or Baby Ice or Baby Spice. It's Ice something or other. Um, classless move, throwing up some devil 
hand signs and making sure she uh, adjusts her upside down cross, uh, making some type of point. Don't know what it is other than that she's an ass. And uh, I thought that was pretty gross. But uh, whatever, she's, uh, you know, she's entitled to do it. Certainly. I just think she's trash. That's all. That was all I want to say on that. Right. <laughs> it's not much more to say about it. Trash. That's it. And uh, the other thing, which I, you know, this has been meme worthy now uh, uh, all over. And it's the only reason I actually saw it, but uh, looked bad at first, ends up being not a big deal. Here it is. After the fumble, comes over to Andy. because keep me in. I live life, dog. I live life to the fullest. I try, you know, spread the love. Uh, first of all, he did not know that's how he spoke. <laughs> I've never heard him speak before. First time I've heard him speak. I, I had no idea that that was his normal way of Take speaking. Some time. And and listen or watch the podcast with him and his brother. With the I'll have to. I will have very, to. Very entertaining. They're and yeah. They're they're a lot of fun. Um, that I think was very much blown out of proportion. I, I mean, it really was. It ended up being very blown out of proportion. Yeah. A little, you're, you're very you're passionate about about you know. And I've heard guys. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, if if I did that, or if my kid did that, or listen, this is the Super Bowl." Okay. Right. This is not high school football. This is not you playing high school football with Al Bundy, you know, a pole guy in Chicago <laughs> 35 right. years ago. This is, yeah. this is the Super Bowl. This is today. This is yeah. Andy Reid's team. This is how he runs the team. You got a passionate mm -hmm. player. You got all that kind of stuff. If they're not worried about it, then don't worry about it. Exactly. And if about, well, my kid, that's a, you know, the example that they're setting, but listen, there are a lot bigger problems in the NFL that yes. you should be worried about example setting than right. Kelsey bumping into his coach on the field. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, when you, when, uh, back, when you, yeah, right. When you get the domestic abusers yeah. and, and, uh, Island you know, criminals, criminals out of there, yeah. Yeah. then that, we can talk, but that was just a, you know, I a hundred percent agree. Andy Reed, more importantly, Andy Reed is the one that yeah, was yeah. like, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Passionate player. I appreciate the passion. Call, yeah. He says, uh, I think he said, I don't know if I, he could hear it in the clip or if I cut it off, but uh, he says, oh, he's, uh, you know, he's passionate. He, he he bumped me and I was, I wasn't prepared for it. Like I was embraced for it. Didn't know it was coming, you know, and that was why it looked worse than it was. It, to me, it looked like a guy who was really passionate about the sport and that's what you want, you know, passion. And uh, sure, could he have, uh, you know, maybe not, not knock the old guy over, but that would be your coach. Uh, halftime show, I heard uh, general, generally favorable comments about it. So uh, all in all, I, I think everybody was pleased enough. I mean, not going to please everybody, so screw it, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's a Super Bowl. Everybody's going to complain about something, whether the commercial yeah. sucks, halftime show sucks, or where the game sucks, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're never right. going to please everybody. It's still the highest rated um, TV show in America. And again, mm -hmm. nice um, false uh, advertising, I think, has the highest Nielsen rating of all mm. time this past Super Bowl, um, wow. which Americans typically turn around and said, well, then it's the highest rated TV show of all time. I will tell you that every World Cup final over the last 20 years has had more viewership than any single sporting event in American history by wow. far. Um, wow. Because you got global audience. You literally. The oh, good point. Stops. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. The entire globe stops to watch the World Cup final. Right. So, That's cool. Um, but but again, typical, you know, response. Oh, well, you know, highest rated ever Super Bowl, highest rated American TV show. So it's the greatest sporting event ever. There's less than 20 percent viewership of the last World Cup final. Just wow. So
Yeah. That's yeah, that's quite a that's a, that's a bit of an eye opener. Holy cow. Listen, guys, tell us. Uh, I hope you're sitting there taking notes fervently. You should have been there with your your pen and your paper writing down all the notes on each topic so that you could pose your questions in here. Please do. I'm only half right. I'm only half kidding. I, I we would love to hear your your thoughts on each one of these topics. So don't hesitate to drop them in that comment section. We want to hear from you. We want your input. And uh, as always, we are so grateful to you for watching the show. Hey, listen, don't hesitate to share. You know, you can hit that share button and share it over to your friends and tell them to watch the show, too. So um, I I know Clay and I would appreciate that very much. And uh, uh, until next time, Clay, you take them out. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. Keep moving. Keep shooting.